0: Welcome to Girl About The Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller. Empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Okay, welcome to A Dose of Inspiration for The Solo Traveller. Today's inspiring interview is with Michaela Fatanel, founder of Rocky Travel, a website for travelling Australia like a local, and the author of Your Australia Itinerary, The Ultimate Guide for Female Solo Travellers. Hi, Michaela. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Hi, Lisa. Thank you for the invite. I'm very, very pleased
0: to... to be here. You're welcome. I was really keen to speak to you because Australia is such a huge destination for solo travellers, especially women travelling by themselves. Um, it's also one of the countries that I recommend is the perfect choice for somebody who hasn't travelled solo before. So what's the draw of Australia for you? Because I know you first went there in 2004. Can you remember when you first landed in Australia Oh yes
1: definitely my first trip my first solo trip was in 2004 and this was while I was taking a gap year I was an expat in Germany and I was planning to go back to Italy So um, Australia was on my bucket list for I think it had been for over 10 years but I, I, I never managed to, to go because you know when you have when you're working you have free Four weeks holiday year. I thought it is too short for Australia. I want to have a couple of months at least. So that was the perfect timing for me, um, and I planned my trip a few months ahead of that. And um, and I was, you know, fascinated by, by friends going there. I was inspired by their stories, and I th- I thought this is the country you know for myself because I love spaces empty spaces I love nature I love wildlife and also I also heard a lot about freedom you know people have a very very close relation to to nature and they really value their freedom and they they lead a very very natural way basic life you know even in cities people are very relaxed compared to other cities in Europe or in the states so I I've, I was very much attracted by this country, and I managed to do this uh, in 2004. Uh, well, I was turning 40 at that time, and for me it was you know so sort of very important day, you know, very important year. And uh, yes, and this is how I did it. Yeah, I just um, packed my backpack with 10 kilograms, and I went. Wow. I, it wasn't my first solo trip. It was actually my the second uh, long trip on my own uh, and yes, mm, was this was the beginning
0: of my life, a love story with Australia. <laughs> so how did that, looking back now, how did that trip change you? Uh, I think actually the first trip was the best one and for different
1: reasons. Because I, you know, I really cut off from everything. I, I left my, all, all my devices, all my smartphones, everything was at home and I just went. And it was just me, my backpack, my camera, that was that the only thing. And I was very much immersed in this, in this trip. And um, I was, you know, the first trip is probably opening so many paths and many, many challenges as well. But... Mm-hmm. It was the, the first, the first impression that gave me Australia was immense and was, uh, whereas there have been other trips where I had problems, I had issues to solve. This was a very, very personal um, trip, you know, where I was just with myself and, uh, I don't know, it was very, very different from all the others. First trip was, as you say, setting like a line and saying, okay, I know that I love traveling by myself because this was a long trip, two and a half months. But it also gave me um, this impression that Australia was the type of country that I like because it's very, very safe. And I don't have to struggle with, with, you know, okay, I have to be careful what to do, where to go all the time, like in other countries. And for me, that that's a very very important aspect of traveling alone. I want I want to feel safe. I want to feel good with my environment, and that was, uh, you know, one of the of the most important aspect of traveling alone in Australia.
0: It's good that you say that actually, because on your website you include female solo travel tips, and I just mm-hmm. wondered what your opinion was on, um, or how do you think traveling as a woman alone differs from traveling as a man? Do you think women need to be more vigilant? Definitely, they are.
1: Even in a country like Australia, you have to be vigilant because you never know. You never know you might land to the, you know, a loony type or whatever if you are in a bar and, you know, you just get an, an invite to go out with this guy or whatever. And you have to, you know, you have to trust your instincts and say, oh, is it safe? How do I feel? Is it a guy I can trust? Is it a situation I can trust? And you really have to to know what you're doing, even in a safe country like Australia. So, um, obviously, for a male, for a male, it's different because a guy he never thinks about that because he's not going to be assaulted. You know, I mean, unless you are in a country like uh, where they, they want to rob you, uh, a guy is more relaxed in that respect. So. Apart from, from the destination, which is, I think, uh, a male or a female, they have the same, you know, attract, they are attracted by the same things. But a guy is, is more, he tends to, you know, to plan without thinking, oh, is it safe or is it not safe? You know, he's more relaxed about this aspect. And that's the only different point. Uh, in in uh, choosing your destination, choosing where to stay, with whom you're going to spend your time, mm-hmm. so it's it's the only big difference for 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 a woman.
0: Did you say that you had a few challenges as well? You said when you first went, it was absolutely great, and then you had a few challenges. Was that transportation Hello? issues or people? Well, not
1: really challenges in, in sorting out things, but. Uh, challenges that you are alone. Every time when I'm alone, I'm encountering a situation where I say, oh, gosh, am I safe here, what I'm doing? And I have every time, you know, landing in a place where there is no one there, and staying here overnight just by myself, and there is none here, you know, just completely alone. And sometimes you feel, oh, gosh, what I'm doing, okay. But then it's just your mind wandering off. Yeah, that fear, isn't it? Yes, it's not. There is no real danger, and I remember once in Australia on a small island called Kangaroo Island. I got there, and when I saw my accommodation, I said, "Oh gosh, what I'm going to do here tonight? I'm staying on my own in this place." And I remember meeting a, a travel couple uh, from Canada. They're a famous, famous, famous couple, travel couple. And she was say to me, oh, Michael, how are you doing this tonight? I say, oh, yes, I don't know. I'm just thinking. <laughs> but anyhow, <laughs> and when I got back to my accommodation, then I was just trying to think, well, but just focus on the real facts. There is nothing around here. Just, just you know, the tourist office, information office, which was closed, obviously, from 5 p.m. was closed, None was around. And then a camp inside, but it was far away. But anyhow, there are people over there, and then there are just local animals. You know, that's the only people who are around me. So, what what I'm afraid of, you know? um, uh, We probably can't switch off, you know, from thinking, oh, maybe there are some guys around or some people around that want to harass you, but it's not going to happen. It's just in our mind. So, we have to get. You know, rid of these faults because your mind is always telling you things that are not really, you know, realistic sometimes. But you have to overcome this fear. And I think when you're traveling alone, uh, it's sometimes better than being, you know, with someone who is even more fearful than yourself because then when you are by yourself, you have to, to find this courage and you have to take out all your strength and say, okay, I'm here, I'm alone, and I'm going to to go through and I want to feel good you cannot possibly stay awake all night because you have the day had this plan with so many things so you have to be fit so uh, I think um, you learn so much you learn so much uh, and every time you have small little challenges that are that you have to go through and you learn something you learn um how how good you are and uh, and you will be surprised because you, you you find out that you are better than what you think that you are dealing with situation in in ways that you even don't expect it, that you are so you know capable of you know it's a matter of learning you know learning 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 about yourself how to relate to situation how to tackle situation
0: yeah exactly it's mas- mastering your mind isn't it I know that yes. when before I went to Australia. Um, One of the things I knew about Australia obviously was the the massive creepy crawlies and all the poisonous insects that could harm you and I got there and I I hardly saw any to be honest and I know maybe for some women travelling by themselves that that might deter them from going to the country but I just wondered what your experience of poisonous animals and creepy crawlies was in Australia. Uh, I must tell you, Lisa, that I'm a very fearful
1: person. I don't like these crawlies too. I want to see a spider. The thing, the funny thing is that when I went to Australia, I stopped thinking about it. And I don't know how it happened. So when I'm in Europe, oh, if I see a small spider, um, you <laughs> I have to get out of the room, you know, and, uh, but when I'm there, just stop thinking about it, you know, and unless I saw, I see one, but I, I don't think about it, I focus on other things, and that's that's important, because if, if you don't think about it, you're not going to stumble upon one, so... Uh, it helps you a lot you have really to just stop thinking about it and I don't know how it happens probably because when I'm in Australia I'm focused on you know enjoying the environment enjoying natural wildlife you don't think about negative things you know oh, okay I'm afraid of this I'm afraid of that and that's that's how you feel how you feel it's just still in your mind as well you know and that's that's uh, very important there are many people that are afraid of of making these encounters in, in Australia, but uh, you 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 just have, don't think about it. Just think about the the positive things that you are going to see.
0: Yeah, exactly. In my personal experience, I've encountered more insects and creepy crawlies in other countries. Anyway, so to me, that's really? not that's not an issue for Australia. But um, what I was going to ask you is, what do you think? What are the main attractions that draws women to Australia? Obviously, you've got all the the outdoor lifestyle and what we know of it is the outdoor lifestyle and the, the barbecues on the beach and everybody's into sports. Is, is there anything else that you would say would draw women to Australia? Yes, I would say that women, women who go
1: to Australia... I think they also want to stay to enjoy some time for themselves because that's the best country, I think, for doing so. You really get the chance of staying by yourself uh, in many different ways, either in cities or in rural areas, in, in the outback areas, and at the beach. And you can really, you know, just cut off from your previous world and say, I want to go there for maybe a few weeks or a month, but just to want time for myself. I want to go through different things. I want maybe, you know, maybe um, change career or change about, you think about changing your life or going through a different path or starting a new life. Mm -hmm. Uh, And also for thinking about yourself, what you want from life. This is also what I did in 2004 i was very much you know thinking what i'm going to do next and uh, i think australia has this power of bringing so much harmony into your, into your, so much balance into your life because it's um a not contaminated place you know very very natural place and gives you a lot of lots of power lots of strength and yes i think that's that's one of the main reason why women choose australia for finding themselves learning from from themselves learning what they want to do learning what they can do personal growth i would say yes
0: definitely i was going to say because australia is so vast uh, with the traveling distances it just gives you that reflection time doesn't it if you're sat on a train for hours or a bus for hours and just watching landscape as you go past and seeing the nature it just It's a perfect country for getting in touch with who you are again and reflecting on things and thinking about your life. So I I totally agree with you about the personal growth there. Yes, definitely. You have so much time to
1: relax and think about the past, the present, the future. And, And you have the choice. You can share this with people you've just met along your way. You just can stay on your own. And um, the freedom, the, the, the high freedom that you have there is very valuable for every woman because I think that they really respect uh, women. And, uh, you know, as a woman, you are approached by men, by everyone. As a solo traveler, you are approached everywhere. But I've noticed that there is a high respect, you know. Even men, when they approach you, they're very, very discreet if they offer you, if they just invite you for a drink, they just want to, you know, just to chat to you, but they never, they're never really, you know, just making pressure, oh, they want to invite you or whatever. So you really feel um, very safe also in this, in this respect. So it's, it's very nice. It's a very nice uh, feeling, you know. Yeah. And they're very helpful. I find Australia very helpful people. They they don't expect you to ask them for tips or advice. They just come to you and say, "Do you want me to help or do you need anything?" And so that's that's a very you know even for women who are not so talkative or they don't, they don't you know the shy way they they don't like to talk to strangers. I think it's a very positive. Uh, way of you know starting striking up a conversation because they do it you know yeah. and that's something that I really appreciated as well when I was there on my first trip I noticed that they, they were so you know so kind and they want you to feel good they want you to feel good in their country and, yeah. and so that's something that I really appreciated.
0: I found that as well I find I find them very warm and very casual and laid back and with a lust for life as well and just extremely friendly it's just such a lovely country to go to by yourself so would you say that it's really easy to meet people in Australia very easy I would say on the contrary
1: it's very difficult to be on your own Uh, yes it is well sometimes I had had to say no, thank you, because I want to be I wanted to be by myself, you know. Um, but I really understand this point because people they cannot possibly know whether they might feel, feel oh you feel lonely, so they 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 are very proactive in this way. They ask you, do you want to spend time with us? You want to join us? Even you know when you sit at the table, you have your dinner. I remember one evening I came. In this place, it was the outbreak. I was really tired, and I wanted, you know, just to have my dinner in peace and go to bed. And I remember just uh, was sitting down and just starting to eat, and there was a couple just uh, I was looking, who, who is talking to me? And then they said, "Hi, oh, hi, do you want to join us?" You know, I didn't want it to be rude and say no because you know, it's, you know, when two people say to you, "Join us for dinner," so I just moved. <laughs> to the table and I just joined. And they were so nice. And they were just, we just got into conversation and said, if you come to our place, you can stay at our place. You know, just offering to stay at our place and I just met them, you know. So I found that so really fantastic, really. It's something that I really appreciate. Then you have to make a choice if you want to say yes or no. But just the fact that people are... So kind and offering this, this all the time, it makes you feel really good because um, I have no problem being alone, you know, to be by myself. But there are women; they prefer, you know, having someone around all the time or most of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's really good. So you don't you don't have to make anything. <laughs> you just
0: just let people talk to yourself, yeah. <laughs> approach you. Yes, you. You're perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so how much time realistically, would I know that you backpacked for a couple of months and you said um, on your website it mentions seeing the real side of Australia in three to five weeks. So for somebody going for the first time, how much time would you recommend for them to see Australia? Well, I would say
1: four weeks is the minimum. Five weeks is really ideal um i know that many people don't put they can't put together so much time maybe three weeks four weeks but i would discourage women going for a couple of weeks the first time you Mm -hmm. can probably go for a couple of weeks maybe on your second or third trip but not on your first because on the first trip you will you really need Mm -hmm. at least four weeks and that's that's something Mm -hmm. that you have to plan if you cannot make it now you would make it maybe next year, but you have to try to put at least five, four weeks together, because you travel a long way. It's it takes only one day to get there from almost everywhere in the world. So, <laughs> yeah. and you have to also to think about the cost because a flight is going to cost you at least I don't know eight hundred sterling pounds, one thousand euro. Or one thousand US dollar at least. I mean, I'm not talking about peak season. So, in, so you have to calculate also the, the cost of travel to Australia. Doesn't make sense to go for a couple of weeks, and uh, and then you really have to 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 enjoy slow slow uh, travel and prefer slow travel instead of putting too many destination into four weeks and just you know. Going from one place to the next and just spending more time in the end traveling from A to B instead of enjoying the places and really get a feel of the place, you know.
0: What would you say? What would you say are the most popular cities for somebody going first time? Because I know Darwin and Perth are just miles away from Sydney, Melbourne, and um, in Adelaide. So, what would you say is the if you were going for the first time, which cities would you? Uh, I would
1: um, obviously. Uh, Australia is big and you have to make a choice. Do you want to go to the eastern or to the western? Because really you have to draw like a line in between the eastern coast and the western. Um, And I would say people and women also, they feel more attracted to the eastern coast for the first time. Uh, Definitely Sydney and Melbourne are two cities that um, must be on on your list. And depending, you know, because everyone is different. There are people that love cities and there are people that don't. They just say, oh, if I go to Australia, I want to enjoy nature. I don't really care about cities or I just want to be a couple of days there. Yeah. So depending what what your focus is, uh, maybe you just plan a couple of days in each city. But uh, I would say average three or four days are the minimum time for each of Melbourne and, and Sydney, three three days is the minimum. Because they're big cities, they have so much to offer and I would I wouldn't plan less than three days each for each town. But if you decide the eastern part is what attracts you more because you have more beaches, you have more it's more active, then I would go from Sydney and decide to go out north to the north tropical Queensland if you were uh, attracted by water sports or beach lifestyle um, and then to Melbourne and plan road trips. Uh, road trips are very much a part of Australia because Australia is a country for, for road tripping. How do you discover the country otherwise? You know, uh, you have different options. You have tr- buses, travel, um, train, but uh, road tripping is gives you really the feel of how big the country is. And and also traveling by car is really an, an adventure in Australia, I think. It's really, it gives you this feeling of how the country is. You can do it even for a short trip. You don't have to, to plan a long trip, or thousands of kilometers or whatever, of miles. So you just plan a small trip around the city, starting from one city and going, you know, the rural areas or, coastal area. So, but I would definitely split, you know, Australia into two and say, which part do I want to focus on? And if you decide to go to the western part, then from Perth, building your itinerary just around Perth, or just going to the north and build your itinerary in the north, in the outback.
0: I I hired a car, actually, when I was in Australia, I was by myself, and I hired a car when I drove all the way around Tasmania, and it was Tasmania is well connected anyway with buses but it was just for me it was just freedom because you could stop where you wanted to stop and there was lavender fields wine glass bay and then you could just stop for something to eat and then get back in the car and then go driving again and it was it was just so safe and it, it was great just having the freedom just driving on the road in Australia and there's, there's not many vehicles on some of the routes as well as there so it's it's easy to drive there
1: yes it is easy the only thing that you have to consider with driving in australia is that don't drive when it's dark because it's it's very dangerous in australia driving at uh, not daylight so because of wildlife crossing the roads and uh, and and you know it's really dark outside in australia in the ru- rural areas and I wouldn't drive it's it's really dangerous so uh, there is so much I like, left crossing the roads and you have to be careful so I, I don't I never do this well I did it once and I, I say I regret it I said never again but um, there are many accidents um, and especially international travelers they don't they underestimate this and they think uh, oh I can do it why not uh, and then then they realize that it's not really worth doing it you just uh, have to drive daylight to be safe and also to enjoy because you you won't enjoy driving at night and you're just training yourself it's so much you know so much effort because you have to be careful where you're going roads are really difficult sometimes in australia so doesn't really doesn't bring much so i think you should uh, Enjoy Australia Daylight, you're all tripping by daylight. So your daylight. advice is
0: hierocardia in the day. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. This brings us nicely onto your book, actually, which is called Your your Australia Itinerary. So can you tell us a bit more about that? What was the idea behind it and who, who it's tailored to?
1: Yes, Your Australia Itinerary is my book. The idea behind it is that I wanted to provide uh, female solo travellers and especially independent travellers with a guide a comprehensive guide but a practical guide not it's not meant to be an inspirational book because inspiration can be found everywhere in in internet also my on my rocket travel blog and, and website but it was meant to be really a practical guide that you can use and within a few hours you have a clear picture on how to prepare for your trip but also what choices? Which destination? How do I build my itinerary? So, really complete complete guide to create your trip, Australia trip. So, the book is really a, a comprehensive help to to make your itinerary very fast and without you know spending hours and hours of, of internet search and wading through the inter, the, the information on the internet. And that's that's what what's what's all about.
0: I think for somebody traveling alone maybe even for the first time and they pick Australia it could be quite overwhelming the size of the country and the amount of information on the internet so to have a resource like your book is just perfect to to help them narrow it down and especially if it's tailored for women as well. The
1: book is mainly divided into three sections, the first section is a how-to, so preparing yourself for the trip, how to plan your itinerary, so it gives you a in-depth uh, knowledge of how to deal with the, what's what's important for 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 planning a trip to Australia, like timing, how to choose your destination, time of the year, how to when I'm going, how much time to allocate to each place, and then the the second section you just go from the first to the second section. I had the, the four itineraries, and they are complete. They are complete from where, destination, what to do there, how, how to enjoy the place. And you have also different types of um, ideas and how to customize this itinerary, depending on what if you have more time, extra time, if you have, if you have little time, or if you have different type of interest. Or if you want to combine different types of um, transportation. So it really gives you a very ample choice of putting together your itinerary as you like. Because everyone is different, you know. So it's not meant to be, you know, ready made itinerary for everyone. It's just, you know, it gives you this, this uh, the choice of putting it together as you like. And then there are the, the last section is resources, uh, how to to use them uh, to plan your itinerary.
0: Perfect. I definitely, definitely recommend um, Michaela's book, so i put a link under this interview to the book. Is there anything else that you'd like to add, just as we wrap up the interview? No, I think
1: uh, we've covered everything, uh,
0: yes. That's great. <laughs> Michaela thank you so much for joining us today, and I wish you every success with your book.
1: Thank you very much, Lisa, for your time, and I'm very pleased. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to our Girl About The Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlabouttheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.